Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama cult and D&D cast. Yes, we are continuing our march through the ever-widening maw of this show. Yeah, it's getting a lot harder to summarize what the season's about in a single word. I don't know how we're going to do it for this one, but fortunately, we don't have to do it alone. No, we don't, because once again, we have special guests, and I am so, so excited this week. We have the two hosts, Mary and Kirsten, from Riverdale Recap. Mary, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Mary Kwiatkowski. Uh, We have our own Riverdale podcast, so this is the first time I'm getting to talk to other Riverdale podcasters in this format. I think that it's really funny that you guys are doing something like this during the off-season of of recapping seasons, where we are taking a break. (laughs) Taking a breather. (laughs) There was talk of doing that, and then we did it. Yeah, we never take a break. We're bad. Kirsten, yeah. Hi, welcome. hello. Uh, I'm Kirsten McInnes. I uh, am Mary's co-host, obviously, over on Kowski Cast for the Riverdale Recap. I also podcast about BoJack and reality TV. And uh, I think if Mary had tried to make me do a bunch of off-season content, like it wouldn't have gone well. Like I'm, I'm ready to walk off at any point. So, <laughs> like if she, if she wanted me weekly, it wouldn't have gone well. <laughs> I will say when I told Kevin, I was like, look, I want to invite these girls. Um, I don't know if they'll say yes, because they said they were taking spooky season off. But what if we pitch November? (laughs) And it is November. You succeeded. Yeah. (laughs) Got right at the end. Yeah, this works for us. You know, we advertise our Riverdale podcast as being a very like casual podcast where we don't really take the show very seriously and treat it I think as it should be treated which is just a ridiculous piece of content that we're somehow still watching but uh, I'm I'm excited to talk about it because season three was when we started podcasting about Riverdale and I can't believe that we are on our fourth November of talking about Riverdale at this point that just that blows my mind Mm -hmm. (laughs) we we started podcast technically our first episode of this podcast came out the week before Riverdale. Like we wow. we oh, we made our first <laughs> we made our first episode based off of the trailers. We hung a lot of ourselves off of this show will be exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Was it good? Was it bad? It was CW. CW created a show that encapsulated everything these type of teen dramas have and thank god they did that but okay so you knew it was gonna be what it is you like you you knew what was coming suspected we hoped okay do you remember the initial did yes. you see the initial yes I, like i am um, mary came into riverdale after season one possibly after season two i can't remember i know we've discussed it several times i i came into riverdale Day, I was a day one fan, ready to watch it. I was so excited for it, and I knew it was gonna be, you know, a little murder mystery, e a little spooky. But I, I could have never predicted what was going to happen to the show and the world when Riverdale started. <laughs> we, so we've been going through these seasons. We went back to season one, and it feels like, like a totally different kind of fever dream, but still a fever dream. 
It almost feels like a good show in season one, which we did not think at the time. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. Kirsten blocks that out. But I, the reason I wanted to podcast about Riverdale in the first place was I did. I binge watched the first two seasons. I watched, I, I bought the episodes individually on YouTube and watched like the first three episodes. And then I thought, okay, at this point, I've already put, you know, $3 into this. I'll just go to Target and buy the DVDs for the first two seasons. Binge watch them, and I'm like, season three is coming out. I could do a podcast, could talk about it because I have so many thoughts. And you know, season one was at least concise. It was shorter. It it had a concept. It stuck it was, to it. What are you laughing about? It was thirteen, epi- <laughs> it was was 13 episodes. It was no, short. No, no, she, Mary's exactly correct. The problem with these later seasons is they're way, they give them way too many episodes and they reach a point at about episode eight where they, where you can tell the writers are like, oh crap, what do we do now? And then they I just abandon take- their main plot, abandon it for yeah. months. And then they return to it for three episodes left. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. every um, season. I mean, season one, I think you could say, like, you could summarize the, the main plot in about a sentence season two you could probably do two sentences because there's probably two plots and then season three there's like 18 plots <laughs> what happened yeah so as as me and aaron have done with the other seasons we we unlike you who we said you do not have to engage with this show anymore <laughs> Well, and I wouldn't be here if you told me that I had to. Like, Mary was like, I don't know if you're going to say yes to this. I don't know if you want to do this. And I was like, that sounds fun. I'll do it. But, like, I'm not watching anything. (laughs) Um, We watched, so I watched, I watched the the premiere, Mm -hmm. the finale, Mm -hmm. and then I just sort of 1.5 sped through a couple select episodes just to so you said you you listen through very casually. Obviously, it's very lighthearted. I like to believe we're very similar. Until I have to start thinking about the show very deeply, and then I get way too into trying to like tear apart minutia. Yeah, until oh, they tell that. me someone's age or they tell me how long ago something happened. Oh, and this Don't season is the beginning of it. Don't get me started on the timeline. We're not here to talk the, about season five. The, no, but but season three is the beginning of the timeline breaking. It is the Midnight Club. The, we wa- I've watched the Midnight Club for season five. I went back to the Midnight Club, watched it again to be like, how does this work? Not only how- is it the Midnight Club, this is FP's 50th birthday. This is the <laughs> yeah. season where they decide to tell us every single adult on this show is 50 and they all waited until they were 35 to have kids. Kids, which is fine. You make your own choices. When did they go to high school? <laughs> when did this happen? Wait, okay, wait. So if they okay, so they were fifty when their children were supposed to be fifteen. Okay. Yeah. I guess sixteen. Yeah. 15, 15, 16. 15, 16. Um and so that okay, and that was in two thousand and seventeen. What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) You can't think about it. And then you start thinking about the fact that Chick Charles has to be like 35. And there's no way. He looks 35. He does. (laughs) Oh, especially when he's dancing. It's the way that we're supposed to believe all these parents are born in 1968. (laughs) (laughs) When, when, like, the town was apparently founded 1941. Right, the second generation of the town, and yet there have been decades and generations of rivalries between the yeah, families. 
the the blossoms all like god we talked about this the other ones but the blossoms with their whole like oh your great great grandfather killed my great grandfather but actually it was the opposite of my, and they killed each the other one killed the other one this is kevin's number one riverdale pet peeve that the blossom cooper grandparents forgot who killed who <laughs> how do you do that fair um the other thing is, we did learn in season five that seven years can happen in one in like less than one year. So that does also add an element to this because they did graduate in 2020. And then Veronica mm-hmm. said, uh, after the time jump is 2020, women can have it all. So, so Riverdale takes place in dog Wait, what? years, I guess. Wait, what? You didn't know. Oh, my God. In the first episode after the time jump, Veronica's at dinner with Chad and goes, it's 2020, Chad. Women can have it all. You graduated high school in 2020. It's 2027. And they never fixed it. They just put it in the show. And that's why everything is so horrible. I did miss that. I missed that, too. Kirsten, I'm so glad you're here to tell us that. That's a funny gaffe. It's so yeah, they they really hurt themselves with trying to put in some things that that date the show, such as the Love Simon episode or the fact that they're always using Bumble, and so they like they put those in. But then, wait, no, like, is it a Grumble? They yeah. use Bumble and they use Grindum. Okay? Right, right, Grindum. Yeah, yeah. And do you guys uh, on your podcast talk about all the <laughs> what we call close but no cigars? Yeah, yeah. I I am uh, oh, I am interminably mad at 5 seasons. I can let everyone go except for 5 seasons. <laughs> There's only 4 is, seasons. There's 4 seasons. That's why it's called that. You can't just add a 5th season. I like the 23-hour fitness cuz I just want to know what hour are they closed? <laughs> It's really important to take rest, okay, Mary? <laughs> Just one hour, though. I, think I assume it's yeah. lunch. I assume it's the most inconvenient hour, like 12 to 1. No. Because this is Riverdale. They don't yeah. want to make their patrons' clients happy. Hey, Riverdale. No one, no one works out unless they're training for Prison Fight Club. So this is true. Fine. Or they're trying to lose six pounds in three days so they can fight in two boxing matches in one day. All right. All right. Uh, let's... <laughs> let's uh try to give some form of format yeah. to what we're doing i'm sure it will last for about a good minute and a half but this this season does have plot lines and it begins with archie going to jail going for to murder. jail he's on trial for first degree murder how did why did why is that the murder they try to pin on him when they have no evidence. Yeah, they have no evidence. They're using a lot of things like, oh, he at one point tried to start a vigilante group to sort of be reasons why he might have murdered someone. To be fair, he has a violent, like, anger oh, issue. Yeah, like, he, he loves does. punching. But, but this is one of my biggest pet peeves in the entire show is that sometimes, sometimes murders take trials and going to prison and escaping prison, you know, for half a season. And sometimes someone murders someone and it's never talked about again, ever. Like when Veronica burns a man to death in her <laughs> yeah, secret speaking. Right. We, we, we all agree that's that man's right. dead, right? Like that he, man is dead. Yeah. She burned him alive. But also, okay, here's the thing. Maybe that didn't actually happen also. <laughs> I've, never, I've never, like, proposed that as a theory on Kowski Cast because I feel like then... 
Uh, Mary and I are going to get into way too deep of a conversation about like split timelines and what's reality. But like, <laughs> I think there's a very real theory that like at least half of what happens on the show did not happen. Especially anything that's happening with Veronica by herself in a speakeasy that no one else saw. Like, really, Veronica on did Halloween? Yeah, did someone yeah. break in and you burn them alive? Did they? Sounds like I, you just want to even... be a part of the club, the murder club. <laughs> I don't even trust that when stuff happens that people are around Veronica actually happens. I wouldn't be surprised if at the end, you, you think at the end of the show it's going to reveal that it's Jughead. Well, but he'd already revealed he's writing a book. I don't know. There's too many layers. He's writing there. a second but, book. Yeah, it's a sequel. But at the end, at the end is going to reveal that this is just Veronica explaining this to like her grandchildren. And they're like, I don't think that's what happened, Grandma Veronica. You know, that would explain why Veronica is perfect and never fails. Yeah, well, because speaking of Archie going to jail, the way he gets, he's never breaking out, the way he gets, like, uh, acquitted is because Veronica, of all people, sees 10 minutes are missing from a, uh interrogation tape. You're telling me that Attorney McCoy and Mary and Betty, who is the most egregious one, didn't notice the timestamp skip. I'm sorry, who's Mary? I assume you mean Molly Ringwald. <laughs> Molly Ringwald Andrews. Andrews. We Molly Ringwald Andrews. I like how you paused like they wouldn't get the joke if we called her by our code name. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know. It gets confusing on our podcast. <laughs> well, it gets confusing for us specifically because obviously Mary is um, one of the hosts of the podcast. and she just, So she doesn't like that anyone else has uh, I'm just very narcissistic the same name when it comes to my name. Yeah. Well, how do you think I feel? I'm Kevin. <laughs> okay, <fine>. <laughs> <laughs> And we have to go through the show being like, Kevin's being a real dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but Kevin, you're lucky. Kevin Keller only gets storylines about being in a cult or being gay. So he's very hey. rarely in the show. Also musical theater. That's true. I'm going to be honest. I might have to fold that into him being gay. Like, considering oh how God. the show... The way the show the, does it. The show does it. I mean, okay... <laughs> Fine. I love musical theater. How- I'm straight. I love musical theater. How do we categorize? I think the show does it. How do we categorize um, him doing musical theater for a cult? Which plot um, is that one more about? That's pure undistilled Kevin. <laughs> that's just him in his purest form. Best of both worlds. Um, yeah, that's he's ascended. I like it. Okay, my favorite thing about the RG prison plotline. Is first of all the uh, highs and lows of high school football, obviously, <laughs> like the most iconic line of any show ever. Um, yeah. But also, like when he first gets there, his shoes get stolen, and Veronica's like, "Let me get you the most like obnoxious <laughs> shoes in the world to wear in prison," because like your shoes have been stolen once, so let me give you more shoes that will get stolen faster. Throughout this entire season and series in general, Veronica wavers so much on how much, how much she actually understands of crime. <laughs> like, occasionally she'll be like, I'm, I'll cover for my dad and I'll go out and I'll pick up all the payments from these people. You're selling drugs? What? Does she become the man in black this season because her dad gets shot? Her dad gets shot, so she... she she begins the season by hating her dad because he's trying to kill Archie. Well, I'm reasonable. And put him in jail. Because of her. I don't want us to forget about this. There's a scene where Veronica goes up to her dad and says, you're doing this because of me. And at the time, I specifically remember when we were 
when I was watching this for the first time, I wrote down the note, Veronica, that's very selfish of you to think that your dad is sending this boy to jail who did threaten him in his job because mm-hmm. of you. And then it reveals, yes, everything well, is because of Veronica. The main problem, too, is that, first of all, Archie gets sucked into the crime, and then he realizes that crime is bad, and <laughs> he's like, well, I'm not going to do crime anymore, so I'm going to stop you. So, I yep. mean, he kind of brought it on himself. Not to blame it's, the victim, but, like... Well, it's crazy to me that, like, at no point in this whole trial, he didn't flip on Hiram. We Later in this season, we meet an FBI agent who's like, yeah, Veronica, we don't care about your crimes. We want to get Hiram. Isn't that not a real FBI agent? No, that one is real. <laughs> in season was- two, there's a fake agent. Oh, okay, yeah, Agent okay, Adams okay. is the fake one who's secretly working for Hermione for the hot second when they were trying to convince us that Hermione was actually like the big bad and not Hiram. And then they just kind of reverse that. They're like, eh, we don't need her to do this. Do you mean when Hermione met uh, Archie on a stormy coastline? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, we... We haven't gotten to that part of our recap of season two yet, I don't think. Mary, we never will. (laughs) Probably not. Um, Not at the rate we're going, we're not. But I I think that this whole plot line with Archie and the prison and stuff, I mean, it starts to kind of break down when the Dungeons and Dragons stuff comes into it. Like the the whole Red Paladin-ness of it all. And then Warden Norton drinks the... Yeah, it's yeah. like never really explained like why Wharton Norton was like somehow convinced to play along with this whole game. That part's well, a yeah, little weird. Well, yeah, because they never um because at the end, obviously the uh gargoyle situation is all it's all Penelope, duh. But there's like a whole section of the season where Hiram is pulling a lot of the strings by like giving the drugs to the people at the convent and like getting mm-hmm. the warden to also be part of it. And so it's never made clear to what extent Hiram is actually uh like controlling the Griffins and Gargoyles of it all. And we never understand the midnight club of it all either okay so we brought up the midnight club which means i do have to because it's my brand at this point i do have to bring up uh both uh morally potentially legally definitely ethically that this series this season involves a man going into a grown man going into a high school to find trespassing kids at which point he enters a woman's bathroom, sees a cup full of blue liquid, and drinks it, and then dies. Okay, but Kevin, there was lipstick writing that said, flip for your life. <laughs> what? Why did he do that? Yeah, I, well... think, I think this whole season does, like, a m- multiple people are kind of benefiting off the chaos in the town, for seemingly unrelated reasons. Like, Hiram is like, mm-hmm. oh, there's, like, a Griffins and Gargoyles thing? Great. I'll just, like, use that to to stem my drug production, and and we'll just, sure, we'll deal with that. Meanwhile, Penelope's doing it because she has always hated the fact that nobody has cared for her was in her life and, and stuff. Nice enough to her. Yes, no one's nice enough to her, even when they were nice to her. It's, yeah. But the guy coming into the school, you're right, the principal just kind of randomly <laughs> dying um I, I mean would you I, would you not drink the the liquid you're really not going to flip for your fate and i'm a single <laughs> woman i'm not picking up a cup where i don't know where it came from and drinking it 
I, I'm a man. I'm not going to a women's bathroom seeing a blue cup and being like, I don't understand the women's anatomy. He's like, that's what they used to test in the tampon commercials. <laughs> <Yeah>. liquid. <laughs> it looks, it does look like that. I have actually, I have something very alarming to say now because okay. I, I pulled up the Riverdale wiki episode, um, episode page about the Midnight Club. Yeah. And they're saying that the Midnight Club happened in 1992. Yeah. Which the, further, like, <laughs> makes this make no sense. I, I will say I don't think in the episode themselves they ever clarify the exact year. That might be a math someone did, which, of course, once you add math to Riverdale, oh, no, they don't have that. get out of here. No, because uh, uh, Alice just goes all big and she's like, Wyona had her um, Johnny and other early 90s references. Yeah, mm. it's 90s inspired because it's breakfast club which is actually 80s but you know but if fp is 50 it should have happened okay. in like 1985 it, no no look look we figured this out i figured this out this makes sense okay. okay everybody everybody let's just say they're like seniors so everybody else is 18 okay. um okay. okay fp is just simply in high school at the age of 24 that makes sense <laughs> absolutely yeah, okay. No, I, I can see that. He okay, is to be fair, to be... Cheryl is, like, four years older than the rest of the characters. She's a senior in the first <laughs> season. She's a senior in season four. She's yeah. been held back, okay? She's been through a lot. Remember when she just didn't go to school for a while so she could hang out with Tony and then still, like, nailed her SATs? That's fun. Rem- well, remember when... um. She's supposed to be four years older, so in theory, she has to be very stupid and bad at school. And then we find out she's like top of her class and a shoe in to get into like a Ivy League college. Everyone is. Every every single character takes the SATs and actually completes it. Unlike Archie, who has like a panic attack because you know he has PTSD from prison from his existence. He hasn't been to school. He was in the hinterland. <laughs> yeah, he went he to the hinterland. Canada. Where did he go? Where across the border did he go? So, okay, we have done a lot of thinking into the the geography of this show. Please um, do. He had to have been in, like, rural, 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 like, Ontario or Quebec, like, northern, mm-hmm. like, northern Ontario. Um, we tried to determine where the hinterlands are. They're not a real thing. It's not a place. This is correct. He also could not have fought a grizzly, which is fine because Archie is bad at bears. No, he 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 fought a black bear. (laughs) He has to have fought a black bear. There's no grizzlies in eastern Canada. Well, it's so he was in northern Ontario, but also um, the mountains in British Columbia. Yeah, they're they're in they're in the Pacific Northwest, as we as we say, or the Pacific Northeast is what we say. Whichever one is wrong. No, we say the Pacific. Mm. Well, Pacific Northwest is the real is one. Real, right? So. Pacific Northeast. <laughs> but they live in the Pacific He's Northeast. In, like, the Pacific Southeast. <laughs> I'm I'm more bewildered by the fact that he just walked past actual cities. Like he had to go. He would he have been go like through Ni- Toronto, through Niagara, like. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even going through Ottawa, Montreal. None of those places with a dog. With a dog. Just walking. Well, and and he did that because like well he didn't actually know about this but there was that quarantine that didn't matter. Yes, the was, all the, the end of seizures. yeah the <laughs> end of a uh, end of the the halfway point of the season sort of cliffhanger quarantine and I was so excited to come back and be like what's going on with Prime the quarantine Town. and they came back and said yeah. so the quarantine's over. 
We don't and know the only thing that happened was he moved his drugs. Yes. And he did the quarantine so he could move his drugs. And the gargoyles hassled Reggie, who was Veronica's rum runner. Right. Did that happen? Yes. Right. In an old fashioned truck. Because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the vehicles are old fashioned. I do love the anachronism of this show. I will give it guff over the anachronism a lot, but there is a part of me that's like, yeah, okay. You know what? If they just okay. never said years, it would be fine. Riverdale could be all times and no times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I now live on Vancouver Island, and so, like, cars never get rusty here, so you'll just see, like, a 1996, like, Honda Civic, and it's in perfect, like, mint condition. And so n- and no vehicle will phase me in reality or TV. That's fair. That's fair. Speaking of the quarantine, the seizures were never rightfully explained. Like they'd no, say they were. Of, they were. There's the runoff. Yeah. From but when Clifford? they ask him the drugs. It was from Clifford, but also when the drugs went to the prison, I don't think the runoff stopped. But why did only girls have seizures? As according to Penelope, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I true, watched that scene. True enough. <laughs> Her only answer was, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Which is the writers telling you, I don't know. Yeah, because I the, don't only, know why. the only doctor we know of in this town is Dr. Creepy Jr. So <laughs> I think that that's not going to help. Well, there is the magic hospital, but it doesn't make an appearance much this season. Uh, that's only, right. Only people jumping bad. out of windows, I think, is, is pretty much it. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, I need to bring something up very quick about that boy jumping out a window. <laughs> to Aaron. Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. Benjamin that, Button. That, that backwards aging boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron, you told me that he appeared in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. What you didn't tell me is he also died in that show. Wait, oh, I who didn't is know he that. in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? He delivers Benjamin a pizza. Button. He delivers a pizza, then he's killed by somebody. Because, okay, I only I picked this up on the watch this time. He lives in Greendale. He doesn't live in Riverdale. Yeah, he's also the boy that Grundy was molesting. Right, in Greendale. In Greendale. Why is he singing so much in Riverdale? He's also the one who's sleeping with Chick. Yes. Is he? Yes. Yes. That's that's how, okay, when they're explaining how Griffins and Gargoyles got out again the second time, it's Penelope gave it to Chick, who gave it to Ben, who gave it to Dilton, and then because this game is so addictive, everyone started playing it. It makes no... They they literally just hand out the rule books to everybody, and everybody's just compelled to start playing it. And I've played Dungeons and Dragons for years, and if it was that easy to get players for Dungeons and Dragons, I would be playing way more Dungeons and Dragons. You wouldn't have to advertise for a DM online. No, we wouldn't have to do that. Hmm. I'm. This is very troubling to me because I feel like having like. Literally, Lilith in Greendale should have put a stop to all of that before it ever made its way to Riverdale. Now, I was under the impression and the hope and the desire that uh, Sabrina and Riverdale would never intersect. They would not. You cannot have magic in Riverdale. But you just can. Yeah, but you can if you're a blossom. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and, I mean, when they showed, it was in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Season 2, where Sabrina goes to Thornhill. 
I was like, oh, perfect, finally, a connection. And then never did they cross paths again. And now there's going to be a connection after the time jump. How old is Sabrina? How are they going to make sense of this? Is she an adult? Is it the Sabrina who rules hell? Or is it the Earth Sabrina? And she's going to be on the show, I assume, in this five event thing, which hopefully is a coma dream, a shared coma dream, just like on the OC. Because if it's not... I can't, I can't accept magic. I can't accept magic. I can't do it. Because Gr- Griffins and Gargoyles is magic. Griffins and Gargoyles storyline needed magic for it to make sense. I think the only reason I liked it was because it didn't end up having magic. Well, I mean, yes, but but at the same time, what compelled how is that game so compelling to people? They keep on being like, oh, it was formed by madness. But I, drugs. It's Fun, okay? It's called okay. fun games that you do while you're on drugs. And okay, then you the drink mi- cyanide, maybe. My favorite thing with the Midnight Club, with the Midnight Club episode, is they're constantly like, this game caused us to do these. This game. I'm like, no, you were, you were on drugs and you LARPed. I like when they're all on drugs and they're, like, shooting the crossbow together. Like, I, I like when they do the missions and uh they're like <laughs> happening in real life like when they break archie out of prison <laughs> i like when uh when fp just walks up to jughead and is like you need to sober up from this game boy you're are your lips blue yeah <laughs> let me see those lips so we agree this season is peak fp right he's oh. so good this season Love FP. Now, is it this season or is it the following season where FP reveals himself to become the sheriff? I don't. I can't even keep. This is. Oh, this is FP sheriff. Okay, great. This is sheriff FP. Yeah, sheriff no, FP. He make- He becomes sheriff in season three, and then season four is when he decides he can be the leader of crime and the sheriff. Right. There's yes. no law against it. A dog can play football. FP can be sheriff and a gang member. <laughs> This this is the season where he also deputizes the serpents. Like the serpents have not been a gang ever, uh, yeah. but this season they are both a D and D group and then the actual sheriff deputies. Yes, when are they're there... when they're all living in Fred Andrews' backyard or down by the river. Are there any grown-up the sheriffs or sheriffs? Are there any grown-up <laughs> sheriffs? Are there any grown-up serpents left in this season? No. Um. No. I don't think so. I think Tallboy. Tallboy was the last one standing. He was the only he, one we knew. <laughs> we saw when all of the serpents were living in, like, Tent City. And then after that, no more adult serpents. I think the problem that happened was the penultimate episode of season two, when they have all the, the riots and, the riot. like, 90% mm-hmm. of the serpents die. And and that's really just leave. the end of the serpents as we know it. Yeah, I guess they yeah. just leave and they leave their children behind. Kind of like in season five, everyone leaves Riverdale and leaves their dogs behind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that town has wild take dogs. The dogs with them. And with wild dogs. <sighs> um, now that we have the uh, the information we got from season five, uh, it's so much more weird to me to, to imagine Hiram Lodge playing G&G when he's at school while he's also a mobster <laughs> and and also uh yeah he's trying to shoe shine he's had his first kill already um three kills but uh yeah he has time for uh i want to keep wanting to call it ghouls and gargoyles and i know that's not right <laughs> yes griffins and gargoyles 
if it's in gargoyles. Oh man, was... that happened. And then we made it... Rob Sister Nina watch um, episode seven of this season as well. Which one was seven? That's where they have the uh, illegal casino, and Jughead and Archie are on the road. And oh, and Jughead has his stupid bag on the stick, and it's the least <laughs> convenient way to carry your things. Which... Yeah, you're, t- you're talking. About... You're with the man in black. Yes, the man in black. I also watched that episode this time. That's the one where the woman shaves Archie. Yes. Yeah. It's also the episode where and Betty then, frees all the... Is it the one where she frees all the children or just... With, no, it's the one where she... Um, it's at she, the end of the episode. She says that she is the the gargoyle queen or griffin queen. Yeah, it's, or it's the one where they have yes. the, um, the Rorschach ch- test that she's taking. And she, yeah. she at the end, she sees the, the gargoyle king and she's like, uh, you know, hail the gargoyle king into the dark. There's some kind of chant that she like chants on that one. It's where we learn about S-head. <laughs> the yeah, Ethel yeah. Jughead ship. And Ethel bullies just... Jughead into kissing her that one time. Yeah. So she can get the... <laughs> Uh, rule book yeah classic so did you make him watch it on purpose or did you pick a random episode and it was they that do, one they do season three episode seven is like the bit on their podcast robin akiva need a podcast so they get um a sex they do a different podcast every week there's a wheel on that wheel one of the sections is season three episode seven if they <laughs> spin the wheel and it goes to season three episode seven they reach into a fishbowl full of ping pong balls and determine which show they will watch and in april of 2019 they chose riverdale and mary and i went on and um talked about the show with um rob and akiva yeah and if you don't know rob sesternino from survivor actual rob sesternino watched this episode of riverdale and uh like actual successful podcaster rob sesternino <laughs> yes so it was pretty fun that was a good one uh, this episode is all over the place or this season is all over the place because we really do have this griffins and gargoyles plot and and the thing that i think is most wild is the fact that I, when I think of season three, I think of Griffins and Gargoyles, and I think of the like the people in the um, uh, Sisters of Quiet Mercy playing and all that. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of ends at some point because by the end of the season, the Sisters of Quiet Mercy is now where the farm is, the cult. So that all takes That's place right. in the same season because by the end of the season, we have to break Betty out of there because she's been trapped there twice now for different mm-hmm. reasons, but this time to get a lobotomy. Also, she, the babies in the fire. Yeah, yeah never. That yeah, event. that's not ever well explained. No, it's not. I, never she, explained at all. I guess it's a drug drugs. hallucination. <laughs> was she on drugs? That's, she had a seizure after it. So, so she had river runoff oh, drugs. Oh, right. Because she was somehow affected months before anybody else was. Watching, if they had shown, I mean, I guess they did swim in that, like, pool at the beginning and you know in the past they got leeches from that pool but now they got drug runoff i guess right is what the show's saying right. yeah that, that can't that be right. been more clear if literally anyone else including like veronica who had swam in that uh you know had no she get she gets her seizure much much later, later months later much later yeah. this isn't like the big group where like all 10 of them fall at once right yeah, she's part of the uh, the the cheerleaders. All yeah. have a seizure once, and then just some private medicine people just take them, and nobody nobody stops them. Like they just kidnap a whole bunch of high school girls, and everyone's just sort of like, "Well, they that's had what a you seizure." Do. Like, no, 
You know Somebody what? has to stop these men. Kevin, since 2018, we've learned a lot about mysterious diseases and quarantines. We're all in <laughs> a different is, place now. There's a quite aggressive moment where after the, the quarantine, um, where they're trying to get everyone to social distance, really, because they don't know what's causing the seizures. And Tony and Cheryl refuse to stop holding hands. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, they That's... got COVID for sure. <laughs> 100%. I know we skipped right over it, but I fully believe that. So, speaking of season three, episode seven, did either of you get a kick out of the um, the Smallville farm making an appearance on the show? Was that the Smallville farm? Oh, yeah. Mary has decided it's the Smallville farm. <laughs> there is no evidence to say that it's actually it's, the Smallville farm. It's 100% farm. It's the exterior. It's probably the same set because they yeah. were both filmed in Vancouver. and like 100% the same but set. But, like, I, Mary is obsessed with that fact. I, I need to go look how, again because I'm sure it is. Like I don't know how, how Vancouver does it, but I know in, in Calgary we have one ranch, and that's, like, every old town. So you can sort of see it whenever, whenever you're watching something that's filmed. You're like, yep, that's, that's oh, the ranch. The best one that's with that is um, Fargo season one where you see him driving and you just see the bow tower just like on the side <laughs> of the road. And you're like, yeah, you're in like, It's the 70s. Cool. <laughs> I have, I've looked it up. It is 100% the same farm. I mean, it's 100%. There's a side-by-side picture. It's got the yellow house in the background, the farm, the silo, the window. It's the exact same building. Do we, because we're talking about that that episode, which gives us so many great things, mm-hmm. do we also want to mention that that episode involves the fact that Hiram stole all the men from a town? Oh, yeah. As you do. Yeah. I mean, it is it, back yeah. in wartime. Did he replace them with tiny women? That would be the reasonable I mean, children, thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was when J- Jughead runs comes upon like three children who I think are twelve, doing Fizzle Rocks and playing G and G. I'm like, isn't Fizzle Rocks heroin? I thought Fizzle Rocks was meth. We so everyone we talk to thinks it's meth, but Clifford ran heroin. No, Claudius. Who is the Clifford original ran, Blossom? Clifford. Clifford. Clifford ran heroin. I mean, let's which, face it; it's probably just fentanyl. Yeah, it 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 gives people hallucinations, so it's some form of a something like LSD, and it's so weird. Why is Hiram testing the drug on people at the Sister Quiet Mercy? It's not a pharmaceutical. Also, Why does he have to test the drug? They're not going to give you like reasonable responses because they don't know what they're taking. This is not an informed sample. <laughs> He's a classic drug dealer who really wants that quality control. <laughs> <laughs> He's just giving free drugs to I to, I don't even, I don't know how to describe this as a quiet mercy. Well, it's a conversion camp and also a insane asylum. Yeah, it's just like a religious place to lock people up when you don't want to deal with them anymore, I guess. But also, all of the nuns die in this season as well. So, like, what's with that? Sister Woodhouse murders them. Like, the head nun. Okay, Sister Woodhouse makes no sense. I mean, I understand her as a human being, you know. You understand her as a human being? Okay, whatever. (laughs) But she... (laughs) She's working for both Penelope and Hiram. But as far as I know, Hiram and Penelope, their plans don't really coincide. Even though they're both part of that League of Stupid Evil that we are introduced to, 
they're never it never feels like they're working together. They're just sort of both using the gargoyle game. Yeah, Penelope and Hiram and the farm all benefit by the drug use, the griffins and gargoyles, like all of that happening in the town, but none of them are really working together because Penelope's going to steal Betty from the farm, so she's mm-hmm. definitely not really working with them. And uh, Penelope is the one who started bringing griffins and gargoyles back, but then Hiram seems to benefit most from that, although I'm not really sure why, because he benefits it by it by getting people addicted to the game and the drugs, which kind of go hand in hand, in order to dot, 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 what? Like, what's his goal? What's his plan? Well, I mean, we Wait, know what his Hiram's plan is. What's Hiram's plan? He wants the town. He wants the Palladium. It's always been about Palladium. It's always been about, about the I Palladium. I mean, now, but there's absolutely no way they knew that back in season No, since, he, no, since no. he was in high school in 1984, he has wanted Palladium, okay? He he was planning to get arrested for embezzlement, which would force his, uh, Hermione, his wife to go back to their hometown. The because it's the only place that she actually owns. He knew that would happen. This is all the long con. Wait, when did catalytic converters get invented? Does this even Wait. work? <laughs> Wait, hold on. What's happening? That's why palladium is expensive. Oh well. I, okay, it's for not the yeah. patents from the 1930s. Okay, okay, it, it could work. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by it, the way, Kevin, this podcast, their podcast, is how I figured out how Palladium was mined. Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I came I on an episode, I was like, Kevin, I found this out. A podcast told me. Because it, our it podcast is a half going into these deep dives like that and trying to figure out exactly how long it would take to walk to Canada and stuff. And then the <laughs> other half of it, or to Toledo, because that happens. Um, yes. I get, is that, that's also this season, isn't that's it? That's this oh, season, no. yeah. baby. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, oh we God, haven't even mentioned, they go, we haven't mentioned Gladys. Yeah, they go to Toledo, and then Archie leaves to go to Canada alone, and Jughead goes home with his mom. For the, yeah. for the and, Toledo branch of the serpents which doesn't sound which is, anywhere near as good as the south side serpents well the the serpents are also i thought a native gang like they were formed by tony's grandfather to honor the uctana but also i learned this by being reminded <laughs> fp's dad so jughead's grandfather was also a serpent mm-hmm. was he a founding member as well like the sense i'm getting from this is that uh white people be white peopling and they took it over and then franchised that seems correct (laughs) it seems yes but see where does jedediah jones fit into this (laughs) he's too busy writing do we have to talk about the cooper beatrice cooper yeah beatrice cooper who doesn't work no, we don't. It, it, she doesn't, agree, make, she she doesn't do- make any sense. Like there, there's we all agree. There's no way that person exists based on the fact that the Coopers shouldn't be branched off from the Blossoms at this point. There shouldn't yeah. be Coopers I'm, unless it's just a different Cooper. I'm glad we all have consensus there. She doesn't make sense. Her existence doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's because Nana Rose is a noted liar. <laughs> our our theory is that Nana Rose is just lying. I mean. I don't know that you can give her that level of like control. She might also just be senile. Why why did she ha- why was there a note of her last words of the um blossom whatever the blossom woman's why why was there a, who wrote down her last words? Um she did she's a witch. 
Come on, <laughs> duh. And then she threw them into the wind. I mean, I think when we did our calculations, we also learned that she should exist at the same time as Barnabas B. Blossom, mm-hmm. who hired General Pickens to slaughter the Yuktana. So I don't feel super bad for her. But she had an all-girls school. <laughs> and the town hated her. The other Blossoms were away murdering indigenous tribes, and she was just there making her school. That's why they didn't protect her. Also, they, yeah. they show yeah. a, a clip when they're discussing the all-girls school. That's her walking through a room while all these girls are painting. And it's very similar to a scene that we saw in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Like, Why are you always having yeah. these women paint these like really creepy pictures in rows? Unnecessary. It's a finishing school. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to mention something about the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. Um, do you remember that they actually aren't nuns anymore? They... They were stripped of their nunhood, nun, nun, nunness, nunness. They were stripped of their nunness like sixty years earlier because the church was like, "I don't know what you're doing. I don't want to know what you're doing. You pray to a gargoyle." I mean, we're done. Have we seen all that much from them that the church would disavow? They did pray to a gargoyle. They did pray to a gargoyle. I mean. Isn't the Pope kind of like a gargoyle? <laughs> I feel like this is one of those situations where we go, we don't know about church. We often I'm, will be like, we don't know about America, so we can't comment on the show. I'm not a church. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a church doctor. I can't talk on that. Perfect. can't say anything about that. Uh. Uh, we do meet some church doctors. We meet the cult. We sort of met them a little they bit. They really are church doctors, too. They really That's the best are church to doctors. <laughs> wow. I've never thought I, about it like that. I would hate to think that a doctor just equals organ carver, but okay. I, was, I, mean, I don't know about you. I, I'm really curious about your opinion. What? I was disappointed when I learned they were just organ harvesters. Yeah. And then later we learned that he just wants to fly in a rocket. <laughs> That was so sad. The organ har- harvesting part, I didn't mind. It was the, I want to evil Knievel myself into a rocket. That was the part that the the, the rocket has sailed, if you may. Mm-hmm. Well, my wife daughter ru- drives the cult off a cliff. Yeah. Listen, I want the conviction of a man who thinks that he can straddle a rocket and go to space without dying, okay? Like, he's like, I'll live forever. Let me just go to space, no helmet. But he was like, we need to do the organ harvest so that I can pay for the the like, rocket, rocket. Well, and, and for the treatment for my wife daughter but then I'm just going to send my wife daughter off a cliff yeah why doesn't she get to go to space with him like the patriarchy know. right was she going to jump off the, the bus last second I'm going to assume I, that I do believe that that was the plan but then uh, what was she going to do once uh, Chad Michael Murray was in space because she's not invited it's a one-person rocket like does she have a wait does she have a matching rocket somewhere else that she's supposed to take after she kills everyone on the bus was she going to ascend (laughs) did they actually believe in the ascension or was that just all a cover-up to build the rocket see unclear unclear all of this now now who was it was it kevin who actually lost like a liver or something what did he kevin and fangs both lost kidneys kidneys right yeah. Yikes, yeah. they're just, think about them walking around well, now, kidneyless. Didn't they take Tony's as well? No, Cheryl interrupted it. Okay, yeah. thank you. Yeah, because Cheryl you. only cares about things when they directly relate to her. Right. Relatable. Yeah, she, 
Cheryl, Cheryl twice in this series enters a cult-like situation with the intention of either spying on it or destroying it, and then gets confused and joins the cult. At and least, I, you know what? At least she got better at it the second time, and now she's in charge. She can smite <laughs> you now. She does have she, powers, Kevin. She can control bees. She does. <laughs> she does. She can control bees. Do you bees. think her powers would work over the, like, murder hornets? Because that would be dangerous. That would be very good. That would be a bad time for everybody involved. Yeah, she would smite people with them. She would get mad because the town's not respecting her, and then <laughs> murder hornets. They, well, she would get mad because the town doesn't want her to cheerlead anymore. And then she would send hornets at them. How about that time that they sang a song from Heather's inside the the creepy church with um in the in the fake baptism room? You want, we want to talk about the the musical episode because the musical episode for this season was Heather's. Kirsten, do you want to talk about a musical? Why do they keep doing this to me? <laughs> it I, I like it's to personally hurt me at this point. I'm sure. Um, Heather's was not the worst musical episode they've done. It was not the worst. I would, I would agree, only because the Carrie one required you to sympathize with Carrie's mother. Um, the Hedwig and the Angry Inch one just... Was offensive on every level. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the and next, the next to normal, normal one oh. was was actually uncomfortable. Like, like, because they no longer had the conceit of we're doing a musical at the school and now it's just people singing. It's it, the way... Nobody got to sing in their range. Even the ones who are good singers didn't get to, like, showcase their abilities. No, I love musical episodes of shows. Like, I love no. the musical episode of Scrubs. Buffy's pretty cool. Like, I love when shows do that, when they're really good with the conceit. Buff- These never no. work for me. Buffy is the only good one. Have you ever seen the Grey's Anatomy musical episode, though? Yes. Because that, I had to turn it off. I couldn't finish watching like, it. It was worse than the Riverdale had, ones. When I've had too much wine, I like to watch and be like, ooh. <laughs> it's fun for me. Nothing At, is like, going 1 to top. I'm trying to fall asleep. Nothing is going to top the musical episode of Even Stevens for me. So. I don't remember that one. Oh, oh look it up online. All right, it, I'll have to do good that. Good times. Yeah, this uh, th- the Heather's episode. It was okay. This is when we got a little bit too much into the Tony is now just a sidekick to um, Cheryl for like half the yeah. season. You remember when Tony mm-hmm. had character back at the beginning of uh, I do season two. That yeah, was when she liked investigative journalism and cared yeah. about Serpent Pride and didn't and just follow th- Cheryl around. Now yeah. she's just Cheryl's girlfriend. Yeah. She has a gang, though. That's, you know. Well, but what happened to the pretty poisons? They didn't make the time I... jump, I think. <laughs> yeah, are they there all... girls in the serpents well, now? Like, are there female truckers? Do they just absorb them? I don't them? know. The, my, the only character no. I care about was um, Peaches and Cream. Peaches and Cream. <laughs> Best named character in all of Riverdale. Tony almost has a threesome with Pe- with Peaches and Cream and Sweet, and Sweet Pea. Pea. And then she just leaves them naked on the stage. So good. Oh, good. Poor Sweet Pea. Yeah. Oh. Poor Sweet Pea. Oh, my God. They, they, they're really trying to get him into that spinoff that they really think is going to happen. If only I we mean, cared about any of those characters other than Sweet Pea. I mean, Katie Keene got, like, what, seven episodes? I think they'll get, like, <laughs> a couple. Katie Keene was so boring. Oh, it made it, me so angry all the time. 
we we, so we watched the pilot and it was well together i think aaron actually watched a little bit more of it it was yeah as an actor who auditions for professional shows their interpretation of actors was infuriating to me yeah i i heard they, recently yeah. that um when the show took off uh, riverdale that they had a pitch to um Camilla Mendez that like Veronica's plot line was going to be that she was going to start at, like a fashion line and do that kind of thing and she actually said mm, how about I be into business instead because she wanted to mix it up because like every CW show has a girl who's into fashion and they were like okay we'll just go do Katie, Katie Keene instead <laughs> I mean good for good for Camilla if she did that like yeah but I unfortunately don't... the show was just like sure you can have Business. business whatever that means yeah, and they've well, done do you- no more research into it now do you think that veronica's done a good job in business do you think that camilla's happy with her decision no, i think that I she, think she did a good job in, she's done a good job veronica did a great job in business until she murdered her husband and became the black widow of wall street i, I will Stop remind it. you all that this that this episode this season we know how she owns the bon nuit no she doesn't Hiram gave her a fake deed. He just lied to her, and she didn't notice. She didn't notice she didn't own a business. So I would say no. She's she working three jobs. How is she supposed to notice? <laughs> Children shouldn't own businesses is the moral of this story. She buys a bar in the last episode. She can't do that, right? Well, doesn't she buy the bar from her dad? So, like... No, she well. So she buys the bar, so her dad won't buy it, and then she she's like, "I'll sell to you if you sell me, uh, Pop Tates." And he's like, "Sure." And then he gives her a fake deed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's an earlier scene where she actually bets the fake deed to Elio. She doesn't know it's a fake deed. She just knows it's a deed. She's carrying it around with her, and she's like, "I'll put this up uh, for a bet." It's a casino night one. What if she had lost? Well, then he would have a fake deed. Well, but they were cheating. Yes. It's unclear how Elio was cheating. I, like, they proved how Veronica was cheating. She hired a, uh... Oh, I don't know. Is it proven that Elio was cheating? We know Veronica was cheating. He was winning every single hand that night, and, like, it was going to break them. And I think... Right. And I think uh, Hiram actually says, Elio is planning on cheating you. Magic. that sounds about right. That sounds familiar to me. Yeah, forgot Elio yeah. was a person who existed. What a great name! <laughs> he when when he's introduced and there's all those boys coming in to court Veronica and they're like they're going to talk about business. I'm like, okay, they're like marrying Veronica off, but no, they were legit. They were legitimately just letting their kids, the mafia kids, talk about business. And she was like, I'm not going to date any of you, but I'm going to entertain the one who has the best <laughs> business pitch. Until she learned his casinos were illicit. She's in the mafia. Of course they're illicit. Everything no, she does is illicit. Oh no. The mafia is good and normal, and they don't do crime. <laughs> yeah. Just I mean, like the serpents. the serpents don't do crime, so. No, they're very, they're, they're defanged. I think my my favorite part of all of season five was when we find out that Veronica's French themed speakeasy was turned back into the white worm. <laughs> it was my favorite. I'm like, oh yes, we're bringing the white worm back where it should be. 
Nobody like, wanted no, none this. Of this. <laughs> no one wanted we, uh, this. There, there's an arc in this season where like we're not making enough money. I'm like, of course you're not. You have a very weird business model. You're beneath a diner. And you only surf mocktails because you don't want to corrupt miners. Except for they have kegs. They mention we have kegs. I think Veronica's just lying. Like she's I'm, just lying to people, right? I'm very yeah. unclear, actually. It goes back and forth on how much that speakeasy is legal versus illegal. And I don't know what it, what it finally lands on. It, well, it's a secret. That's why it's a speakeasy. I have a reveal about Ooh. rum. It doesn't take place in this season. <laughs> but... <laughs> you know is, it that you, is it that you can't just make rum out of maple syrup? <laughs> that is true. However, the rum was mentioned in season two. It wasn't a surprise in season four. Really? Wait, what? Hiram takes Archie to drink his special Black Label Lodge rum. Oh, right. When he tricks Archie into creating the Red Circle. Right. Oh, Listen. Right. And he does, doesn't he I send refuse. him some Hiram Lodge rum into prison in season three as well? Like early on? Mm-hmm. I refuse oh, no, to no, perceive um, this. He, 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 drinks it with, he drinks it with Warden Norton. Yeah, but he doesn't he give him like a book? It's got some rum in it. Why is this in my I, mind? No, I don't I think no, you're I, I, right. I think you're multiple right. things. No, no, I think you're right. I think that's how Hiram taunts Archie in jail because Hiram doesn't have anything better to do. Than taunt a child. Than taunt a child. And then box a child later. He boxes Archie. For control of the town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Makes total sense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to go over a couple huh. small things just sort of try to Remind them, what are your thoughts on Betty having the serial killer genes? You mean the fact that it's definitely not a thing? And definitely not it, a thing, yes. It, the serial killer gene thing would make sense if they just said, Hal Cooper had this. And look, he was a serial no, killer. I don't know why no, they're it like, wouldn't make listen, sense. Like, oh, <laughs> the, she has it. <laughs> But not a killer gene is real. I know, I know, but I Charles know it's real. Has it. I know it's real, no, but, but, Char- but I don't but understand. Charles has this. Charles has the serial killer gene, which means it comes for it comes from Alice's yes. line. Yes, which makes like why why do we care that it comes from Alice's line? What, what does that have? We to don't. Do? It's like we're it's, gonna have a family with a literal serial killer, but for some reason not give them the gene. Well, because I think what they're trying to show you here is that. First of all, Betty is doomed to be a killer because she has the gene from one side and an actual serial killer on the other <laughs> side. Um, but also, oh, to so be it's like, like colorblind. Anyone can kill. Anyone can kill. It's there are there are serial killer genes, and I just confirmed they're called MAOA and CHD thirteen. Yes. Okay. Okay, but I I looked that up when when we did this episode, and those are highly disputed on whether or not they are the serial killer genes. They're called that. And Kevin works in a cadaver lab, so he's basically a doctor. (laughs) I've seen dead bodies. Uh, Unrelated. Now, (laughs) my problem with that is that that it is introduced to us under the conceit that I swore they were lying to her. Because why would they tell her the truth? It's it's the farm. And then later, they just reintroduce it in season four. Like, yeah, no, the farm has lied about so many things. But that thing, they were telling the truth about. I'm like, how was I supposed to know? I want to 
even know how the farm had access to like the full range of genetic testing, like to like do <laughs> genome mapping on Betty Cooper. I mean, they were selling organs. I I fully like, believe that. In again, not to go too far into the Grey's Anatomy of it all, they were doing transplants for years before Bailey got her genome mapping lab. So I don't think that you have to be able to do both of those things. <laughs> I just think they already knew some sketchy doctors. Probably uh, Curdle Jr. Yeah, he only needs like, small bills. <laughs> what is he doing with the small bills? What if he asked, okay, what if in season five he's like, I want you to pay me, but pay me in that fake Veronica currency? <laughs> well, I'm assuming he wants small bills so that he can like slowly put them into his bank account over time without getting like the IRS on his back. But it's like, why are they bothering, even in like se- later seasons, why are they bothering to uphold this like under the table deal they have with him? No one would care. Every- everyone else is getting away with horrible crimes. I assume he's just a weirdo. <laughs> Oh, he's weird. <laughs> he is like, look, I'm going to say he is and his father before him are my favorite characters in this show because they talk like no human being talks about very normal things. They will see just a dead body and they're like, there's evil on this body. Like, in- I just assume that he and his father before him have been having sexual relations with dead bodies. Oh, yikes. I mean, yeah. yeah you yeah. might not be wrong. Like, they've got mm-hmm. the creepy vibe. Like, I, I believe that they would do that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? Certainly creepy. Uh... And, then, and then the way this season ends, the final image we get of this season. After, I mean, we could talk a little bit about Survive the Night, which is where <laughs> Penelope's full, full plaid comes together, where she's like, I'm going to kill these kids. The part because that I'm I mad always, at their parents. The part that I always forget about Survive the Night is that after th- two seasons of a will he, won't he, is he actually dead or not, she just shoots Hal Cooper in the head right yeah. in front of Betty. Mm-hmm. Like That's the part that I always forget. Midway through season four, I'm like, oh yeah, he's dead, right? We- Can we talk... In, in, at the end of season five, when uh, Cheryl comes in about the whole, like, your ancestors killed my ancestor. I Cheryl's wanted, wanted, mom killed Betty's dad in front I of wanted, Betty. Yeah. I wanted one of them, like, one of them to that? be like, <laughs> not even that. I wanted one to just be like, your mom tried desperately to kill all of us. And we've been real chill about that, Cheryl. Also, so maybe your mom don't... is just wandering around town, appearing places. Everyone's really really chill about the fact that that Penelope Blossom pardoned herself. She broke out of jail and then said, eh, my pardon was coming up. Like, no. No. That's not how that works. Is season three also when Penelope has a brothel, or is that season four? No, that's that's this season. This this season when she gets named the Red Dahlia, which... Right. Which, that makes no sense. Like, that's, like, the... I mean, it doesn't count as a nickname if you're giving it to yourself. (laughs) No, Cheryl gives it to her, or Betty does. One oh. of them does. Who could, who could know where it comes from? But yeah, exactly. Because if you're referencing the Black Dahlia, that was the victim of a crime, not the perpetrator of a crime. So yeah, I, I think they're actually referencing what the Black Dahlia references, which is the Blue Dahlia, which is a film. Which is a they're not Chandler doing film. that. But like, <laughs> well, I don't know. They reference the Indonesian action film The Raid this season. 
which of all the film references they do in Riverdale, which is a lot. Well, I think that we Riverdale podcasters are among a very small group <laughs> of people who are actually looking up what each of these episode titles means. No, well, I know I know reference. I've seen the raid. I watched the raid when it first came out. And when I saw <laughs> when I saw the raid, I'm like, there's no way that could I be mean, it. I also think that a lot of the time when they're naming these episodes, they are just like trying to Google like pop culture things that somewhat relate to the light plot of the episode. Like they may not have ever seen the raid. They just found it with <laughs> Google and we're like, oh yeah, we'll name it the raid. No, they're doing they, the raid. They full they full take shots from the movie. They recreate shots in Riverdale. Huh. Wow. Yeah, and then like, someone was just using their film degree. They were very excited. <laughs> A plus to that, in- whoever directed that episode, but I'm sh- that does not happen most of the time. <laughs> I think the most important thing about the season, small point that we need to bring up, is that the hot dads make a hot dad team and then do nothing. And then nothing. River daddies. Yes, the river daddies team up in order to help Archie get out of prison, and then they and don't. Do and then they just don't get him out of prison. Yeah. <laughs> Literally no split off and do nothing. Tom it's like Keller. the least ambitious crossover event of all time. <laughs> <laughs> no, the LARPers get him out of prison. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bless, bless the LARPers. Don't, don't they get... Doesn't Elio help with that as well? Uh, yes! He, yeah, he, he, he helps Veronica get into the boy fight club. Yeah. Why? Yeah. There, There's so much that we... That, like, we... Like, we're pretty much up on time. There's so much that we haven't been able to touch even on this season. We we barely because talked about Gladys. Because this season Gladys. was a hot mess. <laughs> is this the, this is the season where Gladys has a sigh fight with Penny Peabody with an eye patch? Yes. Yes. It was oh, that, the, their family had to complete their missions. They also robbed Pops. They did rob Pops. And that's that when um, Josie is like, I've got to leave Riverdale. And her dad's like, yeah, you should. We we didn't talk about Josie at all. Josie, who's abstentially, by their claim, a main character. Josie she, dates Archie this season. She does, and then she leaves, and nothing changes. I, and I think Archie Josie dating too. Archie might be the most chemistry Archie has with any of his potential uh, side lovers. <laughs> Val I, was pretty good. Val's good. Oh, I Val still like good. Val. Yeah, Val was a good one, and they broke up for no reason because Archie was being a horrible person. Archie was being weird about like Veronica and stuff, and was not being a good boyfriend. Val deserved way better than that piece of trash. Like Archie's the worst. I think while Archie was dating Val, he also did that thing where he kind of like tried to get sold off to the Blossom family to date Cheryl. I think that was also he did do that. Well, no, he didn't try to get sold off. They tried to claim him. Remember when they gave him but Jason's? If I'm, if I'm like, Val, yeah. I'm, I don't care who started it. I'm not getting involved with that relationship anymore. <laughs> no, that's that's yeah. true. Once once you see the weird family is trying to absorb your boyfriend, you have two choices. Really commit hard to help him or maybe take a step back. Yeah. And that's yeah. when you move on because you're 15. And the person you date when you're 15 doesn't matter that much. And the person Val dates, you know, after the time jump. A lot better. A lot better. He's real cute. <laughs> He's real cute. 
Uh, oh, right. He was. I forgot who he was. And then I remembered the whole Google search debacle. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's an attractive man. Yeah. <laughs> did I t- did I ever say on the podcast, Mary, about when I tried to match with um, a Riverdale background actor on Hinge and he did not match with me back? No, but you did send me the screenshot showing He had a picture in a Riverdale Letterman jacket on his profile. And I was like, okay, oh. let's, see, let's see what we can make happen. He didn't even match me back. It was so rude. Look, uh, background actors usually suck. They really think they know a lot about the film industry, <laughs> and they don't. They're just trying to, like, swag. There no. are two kinds of background actors, and there it is absolutely correct that a lot of them are that. And they're so when, both types are bad, right? Is that the moral here? The other type is bad. I don't know. The other type is our brother. Uh, okay. Yeah. I... I I know people who work on this show, which makes this podcast incredibly awkward. I don't think they listen to it, but I know someone who's like helps with the casting on this show. The casting is great. I know one girl I know was working as a PA on this show and um, was there the night that um, KJ Appa got like mobbed by like teenage girls in downtown (laughs) Vancouver. And it was like an actual really scary experience. Oh, no. Uh, and I, I remember seeing a Facebook post about that. Yeah. And the, the casting on this show is great. The, the like, set design is really fun. I think the, the style of the show is great. It's it's that darn writing. It's the writing. It's the writing. <laughs> really, really goes downhill, you know? The, there are truly beautiful shots in this show. There are. Well-crafted, mm-hmm. like, visual images and then someone opens their damn mouth and, it's, and you have to hear the lines especially when My- you go back to the first two seasons it's like it's very it's very visually fun to watch it's just whew. it always comes down to the fact that i don't believe the writers communicate ca- communicate i don't think they care like i don't think they i don't there has to be a show Bible, but I don't think it gets updated. Like, how did how did that Cooper thing happen in the current season we're watching? Like, that just can't exist. How come there's different times the 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 uh, the, the city has been founded? It's been founded multiple times, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. Where's um... Sodale? Where's the South Side? How do they coincide a, with each other? It's a different town. But it but doesn't it, exist. But it didn't used to be. It used to be the south side. It used to be well, where the white worm was. And, and that's the thing, too, is, like, there's also been, and it's come up with us many times, where, like, Pops, in theory, is, like, maybe at, like, the north part of the south side. And then yet in this new season, when they're completely separate, it's in the north side. So we don't know. I think I think it's the idea of pops is supposed to be the the line between north side mm-hmm. and south side because mm-hmm. season two was heavy north side versus south side energy, and then it's not that. Uh, but uh, we, we do have to wrap up. So let's the final image of this season is the the, the as they run from surviving the night and they run to uh, the cult. They find that the cult has Left. ascended. Well, Kevin says. They've ascended. They've left without me, which I think means they got in a van and drove to pseudo Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) But he's real. It's very sad. Very sad that they left their shoes and clothes around. So did they just Um, like knock him out for a second and disappear? No, I think think they just said, 
hey, Kevin, you sit down and stay here. We're going to get in this van. Yeah, I think they were like, someone needs to be here to spread the word. So that's going to be you. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Penelope gets away. Hal is just dead. Chick goes to prison because he was the gargoyle king. Hiram and Hermione are both arrested. They're both arrested. Hiram goes to his own prison. It's not a conflict of interest. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, and then no, and then don't we end on the um the survivor crossover itself with uh <laughs> with yes, oh, yeah, that's when showing up. <laughs> that's when we get um yeah. Wyatt Nash. Yes. Yep, yeah. Yeah. The 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 real Charles uh shows up, and we were learned that Alice was a spy the entire time. Which I'm I actually think I might watch this entire season through just the Alice scenes because. She is the worst undercover. No, there's agent there's no ever. chance that she was the spy the whole time. Like I think You're... she must have become the spy partway through because she is fully buying what they're selling for a while. She legit gives away Betty's college, college money. Fund. And I thought for sure, like when they revealed it was undercover, they like, yeah, no, we gave them fake money or the we gave them Riverdale dollars. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the FBI did something like that. No, she just did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, uh, and remember, and we we should say this was a good FP season. But in the first episode of this season, or maybe the second or something, he does tell uh, Alice, "It's so good that you've been going to the farm. They're doing such good things to you <laughs> because <laughs> that makes her sleep with him, and he likes that." Yeah. Uh, also, he doesn't know what they are. <laughs> um, yeah. And then this season does end with the truest cliffhanger. Jughead might be dead because Cole Sprouse was cold and didn't want to film by the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Yep. Well, that's because at the end of season three, they show the flash forward of yeah. from, you know, season four with their all burning their underwear and we'll never speak of this again. And uh, originally they were all supposed to be there, but Cole Sprouse was like, I'm not taking off my clothes right now. I'm cold. So he just wasn't in the scene and that dictated uh, a lot of season four. That is infuriating to me. <laughs> yeah. And that is classic Riverdale. So That's classic Riverdale. Kirsten and Mary, thank you so, so much for joining us today. We did promise this would only be 45 minutes and we were wild liars. So thank you for sticking <laughs> with us. I take full responsibility. <laughs> well, thank it's you for having us on. You know, yeah. this this was our our starting point for podcasting. And at the time, we certainly had no idea that this show would go on even one more season after that point. So it's been um, a burden Ever one. since, <laughs> not a burden. <laughs> no, well, a burden. It's been, it's if you been think a it's a burden, fun. let me quit, Mary. No. Let me quit no. if it's a burden. It's, it's I, I, a I would, say, I would say, I would say it's a curse. It's a curse that we cannot be rid of. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love talking about the show. I love watching it. I probably will. I know Kirsten. I'm sure will not. But at some point in time, I do plan to go back through and like full binge the whole show because I think there is a lot of stuff from the beginning I like. And then there is like season four was fun. Season four was really good. It's just this Se- most season, recent season. Season four is fun. Season four was yeah. fun. I do, I do mm-hmm. like a lot of season four. I, I always said the season four is disappointing at the end. But it's a lot of fun stuff to begin with that just doesn't come together. But we're going to be talking about season four next week. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, Mary, where can we find you online? Uh, you can follow me everywhere at Frail Mary on like 
basically every single platform. And um, like Kirsten mentioned earlier, we both do podcasting for Rob Has a Podcast, the network with Rob Sesternino. So right now I'm doing some podcasting over there for the current season of Survivor. And um, otherwise, you can check out our Riverdale podcast, the Riverdale Recap over on Kowski Cast. That's cow with a K. Uh, You can check that out on anywhere you can find podcasts. Awesome. Kirsten, where can we find you? Yeah, so you can follow me everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, everywhere, at Kirsten Said What. Uh, and in addition to everything Mary just said, I also have a weekly BoJack Horseman rewatch podcast called BoJack Horse Pod. And we are uh, midway through season four right now, and it's a really fun time. So highly, highly uh, recommend people check that out. Absolutely. And so standard stuff, give us your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. And we are also on the social media at Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA, at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. Kevin, where can we find you? Uh, I'm available on Twitter at, at strawmankweir. Uh, you can also head to my website, kevinweirbooks.com, and you can buy my books. Uh, I've Science fictions, fantasies, endless hunger, all gods fall, all available from my website. You pick them up. And I'm over at aflimsyplan.com. Thank you, everyone. You. (laughs) And we'll see. Oh, it's at the same time. Cool. Uh, We'll see you next week. We almost were so smooth for a season of books and prep schools and the death of Jughead. Ooh. Ooh. See you next week.